Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher. Welcome back to my podcast, Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in and through our lives. The title of this message is Speaky Spokey. So I return to this message as I myself am in need of healing. I didn't do it on purpose or to demonstrate to you that I'm on top of every subject that I have sitting in my queue and that when things come up, I know right where to go. Huh? <laughs> no, this is not me. I sat here this very morning, September 14, 2023, which was on a Thursday, talking to God about why my gout has flared up and whether it has a spiritually legal right to be attacking my body. I'm not a good pain guy, whatever that is. When I was younger, I would cry before the first lick of the belt would come sailing my way. Nope, don't do well with pain. But so then this is why I go to God regarding any sickness and disease that tries to embed itself in my life. Well, in that and the fact that Jesus stated that when I was born again, I received as part of my benefits package, a certificate of healing, Isaiah 53, 5 and 1 Peter 2, 24. And that my carrier was the red cross and not the blue cross. <laughs> right, that's just me. Oh wait, not the red cross, but his red cross. Almost lost that one in semantics. So, but wait, as we have a commercial interruption, as I'm typing this message out Thursday, remember, out of nowhere, which is usually somewhere, I got what I can only explain as a 15 minute flu. Yep, right here and then. My temperature shot up to only God knows what. I could feel the heat tingle right up both of my arms like pins and needles. Insto sweat, clothing all wet, and I'm on my way to the restroom. A few minutes later and I'm on my way home. And even while I'm on my way home, I am feeling great, except in the gout shout in my foot. I remember thinking, what is going on, that I would feel so badly in one moment, and then out of nowhere, as quickly as it came, it left. My thoughts were, as I was heading into the weekend with this event still swirling around in my head, that it must have something to do with this message. I mean, I'm talking about believing in healing so you can receive your Red Cross benefits from Jesus, and pow. So anyway, I don't need to know the devil's business. So I'm back, September 18, 2023, Monday, to finish what I started. So now the evidence that God heals today, defining today as ever since ever, is clear to me because I have experienced His healing in spectacular ways. And I have prayed for people, and some of them, not all of them, and some went away forever from my sight because they were attending a conference and had received prayer, and really went back to home, to where home is, healed. I say this because I don't know if all of them got healed, as they were prayer drifters looking for the touch of Jesus, not Ken. Strangely enough, we seem to also expect that when someone calls us, or back in the days when people wrote letters asking for prayer, we would pray expecting that God would do it, even though we may never find out if he actually ever did or not. And, well, the real of it is if they were in a position to receive it or not. Now, this will always be the case because God never changes. And if all of the conditions are met, the healing will come in its time, in his name. This is a bit random, but I often wondered if 12 people were praying for you as you went up to the altar to receive a prayer for healing, who would actually be credited with the healing? <laughs> I know, but wait, think about it for a minute. From my churchy perspective, of course, the word states that he has given some and that they could pray for the sick and that they would get healed. 1 Corinthians 12.9 And look what James tells us about this healing stuff. James 5.14.15 Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. 
and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. So I love this because, first of all, it states that the elders, not elder, but plural. So a group of them should pray for this individual, and but that when they do, it will heal him. Huh? <laughs> nope. It doesn't say that. It states the prayer of the faith will save the sick. Now it does state that the Lord will raise him up. Now, but all throughout the Bible, if someone was healed, then it stated just that. And such and such was healed. Bam. But this seems to be discussing the issue of salvation. So crazy, but I wanted to address that because I have heard that this scripture is used a lot when it comes to someone asking if they could receive prayer for healing. I just think it's important to be as accurate as possible as to what the word states, rather than what we think it states or to even what we may have been taught about what it states. Keep in mind that this type of method of training is still happening today, as the Catholic Church has no problem telling its congregants what the word states. They keep them blind to the word of God until God raised up Martin Luther. His street name was Vision. And so, but one last thing with regard to what James tells us in the scripture. If you believe that this is about healing, that every elder all across the land should have that gift of healing, right? It isn't that way for a reason, because a prayer is about salvation. Can a person get prayer from a group of elders and get healed? Yes. But keep in mind salvation and your sin condition is a reason for that prayer meeting. Try to get healing and then tell them that you do not believe in the work of Jesus. See what's up. Christian science, which preaches a different gospel, oh wait, they can't because they don't attribute the deity to Jesus. Okay, so it's just a religion for the spiritually bored. They have gotten themselves into quite a situation, see? They say that we have the faith to overcome all sickness and disease. In fact, so much so that they believe that sickness and disease doesn't even exist. It's just an illusion. Sounds like another episode of The Matrix. Ha, but then, to add this to sour water, they say that they do not believe that Jesus was the Christ, the only person who was never sick until he took on our sins and the curses thereof. They came up with this concoction that the Bible is inaccurate about the things of God, even though of the billions of people who have existed on this planet forever since ever, could never have or did prove any errancy from cover to cover in that pure and holy book, but somehow... The Christian science, why they found it. (laughs) No, they didn't. And now to top it off, what do they have to say in believing these things only to see their members die off due to sickness and disease? Look, just shooting straight. If you die a Christian science member, you will end up sick in hell. Period. Read up on these cults before buying into their Jesus discrepancies. The devil is real and with men so full of the pride of life that they think that they can get one over in on God. All the while, the temperature is going up and up in their lives, as they lead themselves and the spiritually ignorant to hell in a handbasket. Nope, don't go. Don't listen to some because they all of a sudden start paying attention to you. All roads lead to heaven. Only one leads to spending eternity with God, and there are few, I say again, few who find it. And none of them will be Christian scientists unless they have seen the one and only true light of lights. Well, I hope someone is listening to me with that rant. And although it may sting, the sting will be temporary as compared to what hell will do with you for all of eternity. Now you might be thinking about this little thing I said up there when I said that their members may very well die in sickness. And in your thoughts, you would ask, well, but I know God-fearing, authentically born-again Christians who have also died in sickness and disease, even though they too believe that God could heal. First things first, the Christian scientists don't believe that healing comes from Jesus' sacrifice. Now you see the difference? You can't get healed if God is a healer. 
if you don't believe that his son is the way. Now the devil can do his work, but that's on you. So, but then this still leaves us with the question about why some God-fearing, authentically born-again Christians die in sickness and disease. Nope, it doesn't. And it doesn't because we do not always know a person's positions to the thing of God, unless God gives you that information. It's called a word of knowledge, 1 Corinthians 12.8. William Branham flowed so accurately in this gift that he was 100% in all of his thus saith the Lord proclamations. And even today that scares a lot of people so much so that they say it's not possible. Ah, we ought to leave the dead guys alone. I have a message on that. You ought to hear it. Now, I can make up a number and say that this number represents the number of God-fearing, authentically born Christians who didn't have to die of sickness and disease if they had only believed. And but I mean, believe in its simplest meaning is action. Yes, you take action on what you believe. If you don't, it's not belief. Faith without works is dead. And you need to know that belief without works is not belief. What works, Ken? Well, for a start, we can speak to things into or out of existence. What, Ken? Now you are sounding a little spooky spiritual. <laughs> but no, God himself, our example of what to do and how to behave, calls those things that don't exist as though they do. Romans 4.17 Spook that. Do you claim sickness? That is, speak it over your life because a doctor says you have it? Do you come into agreement with it? Or do you declare what Jesus states about it? Who has a power over life and death? Do you have more faith in them than in God? Should you even be seeing a doctor if you are a Christian? <laughs> yes, on that last question. I have seen an experience that any time you talk to a believer who is sick about getting healed from that sickness by God, you get several, that is, one of three responses. Okay, how can I be healed, Ken? Or, God cannot and does not heal today. Or, I am seeing a doctor and I expect to be well shortly. I've had this before. We know how to deal with it. The fourth could be, I see a doctor, and then I will pray. That's backwards, and so, but if it is possible, you should prove your belief and faith of God by first going to him. Then you can see the doctor. If you're dead, then go see the doctor. Someone should be praying for you along the way. <laughs> hey, don't be dead. There are no other responses a believer can give that I know of. I know some will say, I pray for healing and I see a doctor, which by all accounts seems logical. But surely this definitely splits your faith right down the middle, right? And, but it's still okay, because while I know of people who absolutely believe in healing and lived a life of being used by God to heal others, they had a caution of what could be said if they died at home against the surviving party went. Smart, ah, it's the world. We do what we do. God knows the heart. Some stopped taking medicine and lived to be 85 years old in perfect health, wearing eyeglasses. Others stayed on meds, and well, they still eventually died. <laughs> Ken, I'm getting confused. Right, let's move on to clear it up in the summary of this message. I see a doctor for my stuff, and I have been healed by God from my other stuff. I have quit meds, and I have taken them, and I'm even doing so now. But so I think what is important to do is to define what a doctor does and how it is different from what God does. They are not bad, and I'm glad we have them. Some may have a God complex, but this doesn't mean anything to me. Some Christians fall into the same trap. You see, when someone gets healed, be it by God or your scalpel, you can come to believe that you are all that in a bag of morphine. Okay, maybe not so for the wayward minister that thinks he is the source of healing, but definitely for the doc. Doctors diagnose what the issues are or is. 
Then they set you on a course for healing by treating the symptoms of the issue. So let's say you broke your leg and it needed surgery to get fixed. What they would do is create another self-contained and in a controlled environment injury to fix the initial injury. Sure, this is not news to any of us. A lesser injury to cure a greater one, right? We do it all the time. Although splitting your chest open to fix a little old artery seems a bit dramatic, but what's a doctor do, right? Another example is cancer. If a lump is discovered, you are scheduled for surgery so that it can be removed if possible. And then they poison your body to the point of almost killing you in hope of killing the cancer. Now this works much of the time and it is an acceptable practice bought into by those with cancer. But so now when God heals you, it's different because he doesn't create a secondary injury. He does not fill your body with toxic toxins to finish the job. He doesn't send in the devil to make the necessary repairs. <laughs> no, he removes a lump with no incision, no nuclear toxins. He mends the leg right where it is. If it has been somehow removed from the body, he goes to his shelf and replaces it with an OME replacement part. He too avoids the aftermarket parts as he knows all too well the modifications that he would have to make just to get it to fit right. <laughs> so you can see it. You get prayer from someone in one of your eyes that had somehow been removed was now replaced through that prayer. But what you didn't know was that the church you went to used aftermarket prayers. And the eye was made overseas, you see. You know where it is. And so when you started shouting, Hallelujah, I can see, I can see, as someone bumps into you accidentally, as they are all too excited to see it, your eye pops out and flies out the eye socket. And now you have to get in line again. <laughs> hey, I'm just being me. But I know, I just got a hallelujah and an amen from the brothers and sisters who deal in building, fixing, and repairing cars and anything wheels. Use the original parts. Unless you're a customizer, of course. Well, that's it for this message. Uh, but I know, I can't leave it there, right? God is not the author of confusion. But he did make me funny in humor as well. Good medicine. And no, I didn't say, take a joke before you go to bed and call me in the morning. But maybe it will help. So this is a skinny on the whole deal. And for those of you that have never been sick and have always got healed when you prayed for it, I am with you. But we are all on a journey to come up into this full benefit package that Jesus gave us here on earth. Now I say that because some of you will say whether I get healed or not, and I will be when I die. Yes, you will be healed, but you will be a lot more important things when you die. So stop misleading people into thinking that death is a great healer. Jesus became your sin, yes, he became your sin, and the penalty of those sins, which includes sickness, disease, and death, meaning the death that eternally separates you from God. The curse was in his purse, when he went to hell to kick booty and take names. And the scripture is emphatically clear, true, and accurate when it states, in Isaiah 53, 5, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our inequities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. 1 Peter 2.24 Who gave himself, bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Note the words, one from each scripture, which nails the truth to your heart and soul. Are and were. No English degree necessary, right? It has so often times by the devil and his kids been nullified or rescinded from those who are spiritual babies 
and susceptible to believing his lies. It is a part of your package, no matter what any man may tell you. Yes, even if they go to your church. Now, but what about the part where healing comes or it does not, or in some cases, it is lost? Well, your responsibility in the matter is to be sure you are right with God, and but you may have a claim to that healing until it actually comes. Faith is tested that it may grow thereof. If everything was instantaneous, faith would not be needed. In heaven, maybe everything will be instantaneous. But we will no longer need faith at that point. It is a tool for us down here to complete the job. If you are not in the will of God, then you may not be in a position to receive from Him. I do believe every case is one that can be found out as it relates to healing. And I say this as my foot throbs with gout pain. My foot does not indicate my spiritual reality, see? I am not saying that it doesn't exist, like the Christian scientist says. Oh no, if they came at me with that boatload of fish guts, I would fish slap them with my swollen foot and ask them if they can feel no pain. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Jesus died for the spiritually ignorant, as we were all born that way. But now if you believe this word, then you know that you will not stay that way. Now go collect your healings as if you were playing your favorite video game and collecting gold coins. Remember, it's not you. It's him through you. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of life to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.